You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, JM Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NahumSiegel.com.
everyone and welcome to another live edition of a JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matis Weingast. I'm your host and we are glad that you could join us this on the 4th of July. It is the anniversary of the United States of America. 4th of July. Today is the 24th of Tammuz 5781. If you're studying Dafyomi, it's uh, Yuma 84, Pei Dalid. And uh, if you haven't joined in yet, this might be a good week to do so, because on Friday, Mesecha begins. So you can join in. And uh, that is on Friday. So see you on, uh, on Thursday. A lot of people are, are going to be making Siyumim. A lot of people joining. Outside of our studios right now, it's 64 degrees. Brief uh, respite from the heat that we had over the last number of days. Going up to a high of 79, partly cloudy, and going down to 66 later this evening. In Jerusalem right now, it's 83 degrees and sunny, going down to 67 degrees. Hope you all had a wonderful Shabbos and a uh, a wonderful week that passed. we are still getting, uh, unfortunately, not good news from Florida, where the uh, count of the number of people who perished in that building collapse has continued to increase. Uh, temporarily, the search, I believe, has uh, been held up so that the remaining building that was standing will be demolished so it will not collapse onto the workers that are currently there. And uh, it is definitely a grueling wait. We always hope for the best. So that is, uh, yeah, that's the news we still have. Uh, I have an interview today at uh, about 8.15 in the second hour. About an hour and a few minutes from now. My guest will be Rabbi Shimshon Mayer Frankel who published a book called The Wisdom of Getting Unstuck, How to Emerge from and Avoid the Muddy Middle. We'll talk about his book, and uh, it should be very enjoyable. It's a very interesting book. So that'll be in about an hour or so from now. In between then, we're going to go uh, to the music. Ari Goldwag is up next, right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Do <laughs> 
Sometimes you're feeling down, things haven't gone your way. So you're looking all around to find someone who'll save the day. One place you can't turn, who'll never turn you back. When you look too high, you're always back on track. Cause the Trust in him, keep your head held tight, let your soul just start to sing, cause the shame loves you, you're his greatest pride, yes the shame loves you, he's always by your side, you can see it too, the good you have inside, it's up to you, all you need is to decide, oh, shame loves you. a different walk with confidence in your stride when you think of Hashem's love and you know you're always on his mind there's a light you've got to shine a job no one else can do Hashem's giving you the tools now the rest comes down to you cause Hashem loves you yes you're his greatest prize oh Hashem loves you he's always by your side you can see All that good you got inside It's up to you All you need is to decide Cause the Hashem loves you Yes, the Hashem loves you You're his greatest pride Cause the Hashem loves you Oh, the Hashem loves you by your side Oh, you can see it too All the good you have inside All that good you got It's up to you
on my mindset. I can't deny they're getting higher, higher than my income. Income's breadcrumb. I've been trying to survive. The glow that the sun gives right around sunset helps me realize this is just a journey. Drop your worries. You are gonna turn out fine. Oh, you'll turn out fine. Fine. Oh, you'll turn out fine. But you gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. You gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. I know it's hard, know it's hard to remember sometimes. But you gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. Got my hands in my pockets, kicking these rocks. It's kinda hard to watch this life go by. I'm buying in the skeptics, skeptics mess with the confidence in my eyes. Seeing all the angles start to get tangled. I start to compromise my life and the purpose. Is it all worth it? Am I gonna turn out fine? Whoa, you turn out fine. Fine, oh, you'll turn out fine. You gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. You gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. I know it's hard, I know it's hard to remember sometimes, but you gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. After rain, the sun will always come again, and it's a circle, circling around again. It comes around again. I said only rainbows. After rain, the sun will always come again, and it's a circle, circling around again. It comes around, but you gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. You gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. It's hard, no, it's hard to remember sometimes. But you gotta keep your head up, and you can let your head down. Keep your head up, and you can let your head down. Keep your head up, and you can let your head down. Keep your head up, and you can let your head down.
cradle of peace. Yerushalayim, Kisei David. Yerushalayim, Ir Havnu Blossoming flowers on desolate branches Imbued with the spirit of things divine With shops and schools and places of worship The tree of life has been revived This is where prophecy told of an end to our tears What a wonderful thing to come home after 2,000 So hard to see Why can't the rest of the world Understand what she means She's all of our hopes And she's all of our dreams Yerushalayim Yibeshkachech Yerushalayim Thank you. 
צדיק נעזב, וזרו מבקש לכם, השם עוז לעמו ייתן, השם עוז לעמו ייתן, השם by Kola Chai. Before that, we heard a few selections from Bitochon and Ari Goldwag and the Maccabees followed uh, the opening selection of Modani by Regesh. Here on JM Sunday, Matas Wine Guest with you. Drop late for Rabbi Goas. We'll get to him in just a minute. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple of things. First, coming up at around uh, 8.15 this morning uh, in about 45 minutes, uh, I'll be interviewing Shimshon Mayer Frankel, author of a book entitled The Wisdom of Getting Unstuck. And we will talk about the book and what it's about and why he wrote it and all those good things. Uh, So we'll get to that in about uh, 40-something minutes, 43 minutes or so. Also, I wanted to remind everyone that uh, next Sunday, the 11th of July, at 4 p.m., it will be the Israel National Baseball Team versus FDNY. And uh, that will be a, uh, a game that will let us all cheer the Team Israel as it heads to the Olympics. And uh, that is very exciting. So that's going to be next Sunday, July 11th, 4 p.m. 
and uh, you can uh, you can get tickets now. Actually, uh, well, not necessarily right now at all these places at seven thirty three in the morning, but uh, you can go to the box office at nineteen oh four Surf Avenue, or you can go online now. I guess uh, to Brooklyn Y N C Y. Excuse me. I should learn to look at this. Brooklyn <laughs> Cyclones dot com. <laughs> Today's today is an early day for me. Uh so Cyclones dot com. You can get tickets there. Or you can call later on seven one eight five oh seven ticks T I X X. There are also sponsorships and uh, the VIP packages available. You can call 917-796-7361. So again, that is next Sunday at 4 p.m. Israel National Baseball Team versus FDNY. Help us hit it out of the park for individuals with disabilities. So again, uh, box office, 1904 Surf Avenue, com, or by calling ticks at 718 507 Ticks. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lazecha Nishmas Harav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Lazecha Nishmas Esther, Bas Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learned that the elders of Moab and Midian went with magic in their hand. They came to Bilam and they spoke to him the words of Balak. Bilaam said to them, Spend the night here. I'll give you a response when Hashem is going to speak to me. And so, only the Zikne Moab stayed with Bilaam. The Pasuk tells us that the Zikne Midian also came. He asked them to stay. Why did the Zikne Midian decide to leave and not remain in Bilaam's camp? I would like to say this, Liloy Nishmas, that night, only the Zikne Moav stayed. The Zikne Midian decided to leave and not remain. Why is it that they made the decision not to stay over as their host requested? A chassid once came to his rabbi. He told him his tsaras. His body gave him great pain. He had many lesions and it made it difficult for him to travel. And his eyesight was very poor. The tzaddik listened and then advised him to go to the illustrious doctor, Anani Pali. The chassid immediately ran to buy a ticket. However, when he came to the station, the station master asked him where Anipoli was. The chassid was confused. If the doctor was so prominent, he surely lived in a big city that was well known. The station master had no idea where this place was located. No other choice. The chassid hired a wagon to take him to Anipoli. When he came there, he stopped one of the people that were passing by and asked them, where is the great doctor that lives in this city? The man said, there's no doctor at all. We're just a little city. We have no doctor. The chassid then said, if someone gets sick, where do they go? The resident put his hands up to Shemaim and said, Here, only the Borei Olam, only Hashem will save us. If someone is experiencing difficulty or has an illness, chassid shalom, 
He is mispalel. He prays. He depends on Hashem's Yeshua. And he always helps. The Chassid then understood. This was what his Rebbe was trying to get through to him. A person should not be somech on anything other than Yeshua Hashem. An individual should raise their hands up to Shemayim and Hashem will help. At that moment, when Bilam asked the Skenim to spend the night, the Ziknei Midian were inspired with an insight. They realized that if Bilam is depending on the Ratzon of Hashem, then he would certainly not receive authorization to curse the Jewish nation. It was a Musar Haskell for all of us. Sometimes we race through life without understanding and forethought. The smallest obstacle comes up and we already have second thoughts. Am I doing the right thing? An important idea is the Rega Echod Shomach Shava, a moment of thought. Sometimes that minute of reflection can make a big difference in one's life and save him from unknown hardships. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
Bittachon here on JM Sunday before the Nachum Stark of Rami Flam, the Mishorim Choir and the Maccabees followed Rabbi Goldwasser with the morning chizuk. A drop uh, late for the news. We'll get to Chana Julian in just a moment. A reminder, shortly after the news at about 8.15, I'll be uh, discussing the new book, The Wisdom of Getting Unstuck, How to Emerge from and Avoid the Muddy Middle with the author, Rabbi Shimshon Mayer Frankel. So that should be uh, very interesting. I look forward to it, and that'll be at about 8.15. Right now, it's time for our news from Israel. Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Matis, and a happy 4th of July to you and to all our listeners. Here in Israel, the coronavirus is again making headlines. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett said in his opening remarks at the weekly cabinet meeting that Israel is again seeing an increase in the infection rate of COVID-19. Bennett warned Israelis that if the morbidity rate continues to rise, the government may return to the Green Pass restrictions. Bennett urged Israelis to wear masks and avoid crowding indoors, saying that's the best way to prevent the coronavirus from spreading. Last week, the government called on teens ages 12 to 16 to get vaccinated against the virus. Since that time, as of today, 100,000 teens received their first shot of the vaccine. The state of Israel has been using the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine to inoculate the population. Bennett underlined the importance of getting that second shot to complete the series. That is because the second dose is critical to fighting the Delta variant of the virus, which is extremely contagious. Bennett reminded Israelis that there are just five days left for teens and adults to get that first dose. After that time, getting a first dose may not even be possible because a second dose will no longer be available with supplies in Israel expiring. As far as testing goes, the Defense, Health and Transportation Ministries are building a new testing facility at Ben-Gurion International Airport. Israelis are continuing to be tested elsewhere around the country as well. Even those who are fully vaccinated are being tested because exposure to someone who has the virus still could mean that you'll be infected. That is because the Delta variant, first identified in India, is making the rounds in Israel. And even fully vaccinated people are contracting this variant of the virus. The government is also working to stop Israelis from traveling to places where the virus is rampant. Israelis who try to fly to countries on Israel's red list, as it's called, are being pulled off the planes before departure. In other news, Cyprus appealed to Israel over the weekend for help with fighting a giant wildfire. Israel is sending two firefighting aircraft to that island nation, together with material and equipment to help fight the fires. Cyprus has also asked the European Union for help as well.
And in the south of the country, the IDF attacked Hamas positions in Gaza last night again. The attack came in response to arson terror attacks launched from Gaza that are continuing to burn fields in southern Israel. The fire balloons are continuing to fly despite Israeli retaliation against the terrorists. Fire balloons were launched nearly every day last week and this weekend as well. The Israeli government also made a decision to end the monthly hand deliveries of cash to Gaza families by Qatari officials. Bennett said in his remarks that suitcases full of dollars are something that his government inherited, and he said they need to be ended. Israeli negotiators have repeatedly told Hamas and the Egyptian mediators who are trying to broker a longer ceasefire that Israel will not allow Qatari money into Gaza until Hamas releases two living Israeli hostages and the bodies of two fallen IDF soldiers who died in the 2014 summer war between Israel and Hamas. On the good news front, 20 young people from Israel, Bahrain, the United Arab Emirates, and Morocco met face-to-face recently in Israel. They spent a week touring the country with visits to innovation hubs and cultural and historic sites. All of this taking place to celebrate last year's Abraham Accords and the normalization ties that have taken place since. A quick look now at the weather. It's hot, hot, hot here in Israel. Bright sunny skies with the highs today ranging from the low 80s to the low 90s. The lows tonight dropping back into the 70s. Looks like the rest of the week is pretty much the same with a few clouds thrown in here and there for good measure. Have a great week, everyone. Chodesh Tov. I'm Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. Thank you so much, Hannah Julian. That's our news from Israel. And... uh... We uh, look forward to seeing you next week right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. A number of weeks ago, a uh, person well-known in the Jewish music industry unfortunately passed away. His name was uh, Shmuel Borger, and uh, many people know him as the founder of the uh, Amude Sheish Boys Choir. Uh, And uh, he, uh, yeah, Amude Sheish Boys Choir was a great... uh, a great group. Uh, the Shapiro brothers, who were known for Achenu, um, came together and uh, released an a cappella medley of a few of their favorite Amudeshe songs. So uh, we're going to play that now, and uh, that is for your listening pleasure. And uh, at about 8.15, we're going to be meeting up with Rabbi Shimshon Mayer Frankel to discuss his new book, The Wisdom of Getting Unstuck, How to Emerge from and Avoid the Muddy Middle. So stay tuned to that. Here is Achenu, the Shapiro Brothers, on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. 
the Shapiro Brothers with its uh, medley of Amude Sheish songs right here on JM Sunday. Uh, my thanks uh, to them for putting that together. It is a very fitting tribute to the one and only uh, Shmuel Borger of Amude Sheish fame. Uh, it is uh, 8.16 in the morning, heading up to 8.17 in the morning. We're running a drop late. This morning, uh, my apologies to Rabbi Frankel, but we will be with him in just a moment. Uh, I want to remind everyone about the um, upcoming, it's actually next Sunday, the upcoming baseball game between uh, the Israel National Baseball Team and uh, FDNY. It's taking place 4 p.m. next Sunday, the 11th of July at Maimonides Park, 1904 Surf Avenue in Brooklyn. You can purchase tickets uh, by going to the box office at 1904 Surf Avenue. Later on, you can go online to uh, brooklyncyclones.com, or you can call 718-507-TIXX. It should be a very exciting day. It's 64 degrees outside of our studios. 79 is the expected high, and uh, 66 degrees is the expected low later on tonight. On this 4th of July, celebrating the birth of the United States here in the United States, the 24th of Tammuz, 5781. gives me great pleasure to welcome our guest here to uh, the uh, airwaves. And uh, our guest this morning is Rabbi Shimshon Mayer Frankel. He is an author who has uh, written the book, The Wisdom of Getting Unstuck, how to emerge from and avoid the muddy middle. Rabbi Frankel is a clinical psychologist and marriage and family therapist. Rabbi Frankel, welcome to JM Sunday. Thank you so much, Matis. And you know, and I'm I'm calling in from uh, Eretz Hakodesh, you know, all that's, the way from Eretz Israel. That's a great place to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I'm missing all the festivities in America, and and it's and I have to admit, you know, I was born born and raised in America, so I, I, and I owe a great Akorasatov to, you know, the country sheltering me and taking good care of me, um, but I do feel like I'm at home now. Yes, absolutely, I can certainly understand that, as can so many of our listeners. Who uh, who are in Israel now and who go there, uh, and will be traveling this summer to make Aliyah. New new groups of people making Israel their or uh, going back home, as they say. Right, returning home. Returning That's home. Very exciting. Uh, since since you mentioned that, if you don't mind my asking, for how long have you been uh, in Israel? I think it's about twenty three years now. Wow. I think. For- 23, 24 years, I think it's been. And yeah. you have a, a practice in, in psychology, is that correct? You're still maintaining that practice? That's correct. I have a, a private office uh, in Zichon in northern Israel, and I also do a lot of Zoom work. Um, so I, I, I've gone global. You know, with them past, I'd say, five years or so. Right. So that's been really exciting. Excellent. So, and we'll get to how people can contact you a little later on. Uh, but for now, let's talk about the book that uh, you wrote, The Wisdom of Getting Unstuck, How to Emerge from and Avoid the Muddy Middle. So what is the muddy middle? <laughs> well, the muddy middle, um, I, I, I sort of happened upon this term um, 
reading a children's book, um, the the little piggy in the puddle. Mm -hmm. But uh, what it really meant for me is I it was what I was starting to uh, not only have I experienced it myself personally, but with my clients, it seems to be what that place. I actually consider it a place that people go. Uh, it's an address where people go when they feel out of sorts, anxious, you know, down in the dumps, when they're lacking impulse control. Um, it's that that difficult sort of stuck place that people find themselves in, and it could be over and over again um, when they're trying to move from A to B in life, and they they feel uh they feel a stuckness, and I have to admit that. It's not stuckness is actually not a word that I created. <laughs> uh, 27 years ago, when I was in graduate school, we used we used to throw this term around, and I know it's still used on the streets today. It's you know stuckness is a word which describes our general feelings of discomfort, uh, illness, uneasiness. You know, some um, when stuck, it, it's frozen. Right. It's fixed in one one place. It just can't seem to move. You know, if our get our foot gets stuck in the mud, it, it means we you know, can't get our foot out of the muck. And when the lid of a jar, you know, it can get stuck and, and our car, our car can get stuck in traffic. You know, either way, that thing that's stuck, it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And, and we're unable oh, I'm sorry, and we're unable to to get out of it. Uh, in, without possibly help or realizing, and that's the question I was going to ask. I guess many times people don't realize they are stuck in that situation with with a car, like you just said. Sure, it's easy to know that you're kind of stuck, but uh, I, I imagine some people who go down that that rabbit hole, using another phrase, may not realize they are in that uh, in that stuckness, as you said, and therefore can't even think of how to get out of it. How do, how does someone recognize when they're actually in that, as opposed to just thinking, okay, you know, something happened. I'm I'm in a little bit of a negative uh, slump right now, and things aren't you know going well. Maybe they know, okay, this is it. Tomorrow I'm going to get up and get out of it. But how, what do they do to recognize that they're kind of really stuck and and still in this? Well, the best thing to do obviously, is to reach out to someone who has their best interests in mind, someone who they can bounce, you know, their ideas off, their feelings off of, and someone who can reflect back to them. You know, it looks to me like you keep finding yourself in this place over and over again. Um, and, and I have to admit, I do that with my clients. I'll say, um, someone come to me and say, I've got anxiety, you know, I'm feeling extremely anxious. And I'll say, well, how long has this been going on? You know, they might say uh, a few years or right. a number of months or a couple weeks. And I'll say, well, it, it sounds to me like there's a pattern here. Um, I might even say something like, well, it, it sounds like you might actually like it. You know, if, mm. if it's something you've adopted in your life and it's some and it's um, this anxiousness is something you you grab onto, you hold onto uh, in, in difficult times, th then you must be benefiting from it in some way. So what what I do and I and I I want to implore everyone, you know, if they don't even have someone to speak to, who can reflect these things back to them to, to be able to 
to take a deep breath and think to themselves, okay, you know, where am I right now? I, I always like people to, to think about well, what, where's my whereabouts? Like, well, where, where am I? Because I'm, I feel uncomfortable again. You know, I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling kind of empty. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm out of sorts. You know, have I been here before? Is this, is this new to me? Is this my first time feeling this way? And if not, this, it's probably a good indication that this is somewhere that we, you know, you visit uh, quite often, and there's some type of uh, benefit, some type of comfort that uh, a person actually gets out gets out of it, and uh, and then it, it then it's about um, sort of weighing whether this is something a person really wants to move away from, or uh, you know, let go or get rid of. Right. I, no, oh, I'm sorry. Please. Okay, so because the I think it. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it as my job to tell people. Okay, so well, you're anxious all the time. Well, that you know, that's it's forbidden. Right. You know, you're not right. You're not allowed. To, you're not allowed to feel that anymore. I mean, and it's also kind of ridiculous. Everyone feels anxious at some point. Right. You know, everyone. Everyone benefits from it. Um, I might even given this example in the book of someone. Someone came to me and said, "You know, I'm anxious all the time, and it's and it's it is killing me." Mm-hmm. She said, "And and I said, okay, but can you can you think of a time when this anxiousness you you know actually helps you out? You know that you might actually benefit from." And she said, "You know what? Come to think of it, when I take an exam." Right before the exam, I get this, the butterflies in my stomach and I get really anxious. But when that happens, I know that that means I'm going to do a lot better on the test than I would if I, if I didn't have those butterflies, you know, floating around in my stomach. Right. So, so everyone has it. Um, and in order, to, in order to get out of that place, if somebody says, you know what, that's true, I see I'm benefiting from it. But, you know, it's it it's just too much. It's too heavy for me. It's weighing me down. It's it's affecting my my life and my relationships. You know, I, I need to figure out how to get out of this this terrible muck uh, in order to move forward in my in life. So then we have to sit down and it's best to find someone who, again, who has their best interests in mind and can help find right. clever ways. To get them get them out of of their sticky situation. Right. You mentioned in the book, uh, it's on page fifty four here, uh, about being myself, and and you speak about a particular case, and you gave a suggestion that the well, actually you did this. You wrote on a piece of paper like a little uh, line. On one end, it's not feeling like myself. On the other end, it's feeling like myself. And on top, it's being myself. And you ask the person to put an X to where they were in that spectrum. Are they closer to not feeling like myself and feeling like myself? Uh, and it seems that that's a, an interesting idea to do when a person wants to see where they are in their life right now or in a particular situation. Is this the... I know the word norm is not is very ambiguous, but, you know, is this the norm? Is this me? Is this I? <laughs> you know, is, is this me? Yeah. Uh, or or is it not me? If I look at uh, the last number of years and I look at today, 
is this the, who I am or is something different? And I guess that would give someone the idea that, okay, maybe there is something different. I'm, I'm not as talkative. I'm not as social. Uh, I'm thinking more negatively. And if they find that they are not feeling like they usually would feel, maybe it's that indication that it's time to reach out to someone, as you said. Yeah, and you, and you you're you're hitting the nail right right on the head because this is, in my opinion, the crux of it all. This is the most painful place that everyone finds themselves in. This is one of the base, you know big reasons why I I wrote the book is because people seem to find the, themselves having that sort of that existential tension, you know, which lies between. Who they are and who they want to be, who they want to truly become, and and what it is that's holding them back. Like what what is this thing that's getting in the way, uh, that's that's dragging me down. Um, and of course, you know, I I I propose that there there is something that we all have, and that's what I call the antagonist. Yes, I was right? going to get to that. Yes. Okay. Please right, explain that concept because you speak about it uh, often and uh, it's very interesting in the way that you put it. Uh, is the antagonist something that we've created ourselves or, or is it out there affecting yeah, so us? Yes, the, the antagonist, um, I mean, this discussion deserves a lot more time than I can really of give course, it. But the, but the antagonist... Um, is that opposing force you know as i say you're you're the author of your own story right you're the main character and as we know a a compelling story always has the main character come into conflict with an opposing force mm -hmm. right and this is this force is what i call our antagonist it's what's slowing us down it's what's trying to convince us not to be ourselves it wants us to live according to its script and not our own and this, this power, this, um, well, we, we, I guess we can call it negative because even though it, it doesn't have to be, mm. um, but that was injected into the world. The Kodesh Baruch was put that in the world from the time of uh, Bria Soilam. I mean, this, uh, the, the Maharal calls it uh, Ha'eder, right? Like a, a vacuum or an mm. emptiness. Right. And, it, and it's that, that, uh, empty place where the or we call it lacking right there this is oh there's something missing right there's something really missing in my life and that's what the antagonist uses as as its its weapon as its weaponry you know it's uh you know, oh you feel like you're lacking here right you're missing oh you, you're not oh you want to be satiated because you feel like you're lacking uh, it's it this is what we stumble on over and over again, and uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I decided to call it the antagonist because I look at people as uh, as their lives as stories, and when people come to me, that's what they want to share with me more than anything. This is just the burning story of what's been going on for them and what life is like and how they can actually rewrite that story to make it make it better for them you know to and how how to make their relationships better um and it, it often starts with the antagonist it's i call it their antagonist story right yeah you know, like let's hear it 
and it's important to get that out, like you said, because then they can begin to understand who they are at that time and hopefully through, let's say, your book and the ideas that you have or uh, the therapy can then to see how to get unstuck, as you said. Um, we're speaking this morning with Rabbi Shimshon Mayer Frankel, author of The Wisdom of Getting Unstuck, How to Emerge from and Avoid the Muddy Middle. Uh, as you said, these discussions, like with the antagonist and others, you know, we could spend hours discussing this, and it's fascinating. Uh, if somebody wants to get the book, and I would encourage it, uh, where are the best places to get it? Is it on Amazon? Well, is it on different... it's on it's on Amazon. Um, Mosaic Press, which is uh, my publishing company, also sells it. You can also find it in all the English speaking bookstores. They they use Feldheim distribution, mm-hmm. uh, and or you can be in touch with me. I I have a few copy copies left. I could send them out myself. <laughs> what is the best way to get in touch with you before we continue with more questions here, I don't want to forget uh, that. Well, you can you can meet me at my website, which is shimshinmayerfrankel.com, or you can even just email me at shimshinmayer at gmail.com. The, that's like the quickest way, quickest route to get, get in touch with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you should know many people do um, take take the opportunity. I I, have, I offer a 15-minute Zoom free meeting. You know, just to see if we clicked, if mm-hmm. we can really connect. Um, a lot of people start that way, and I and I think that's an educated way to to move forward. And, and probably very important. And and I would hope that people who who feel they need it, or even if there are people who don't feel they need it, but they still feel there's something, you know, going on with them, take advantage of that because many times um, I imagine when people are thinking of going to a professional, as you are. It's very daunting. Uh, There's nervousness right there of having to share a story, of having to define a story, like you said, of figuring out where you're at to even begin to talk about it. It's a very daunting task. If they can do that, and that's, I think, uh, amazing, uh, then it kind of gives you the opportunity and gives them the opportunity to just sit there and look at each other for 15 minutes and you know, maybe a little snippet will come out, maybe... Uh, something that uh, they say will will trigger a thought in your mind that you can then draw, uh, you know, from them more, uh, and, and I think that's very good. I, I appreciate your mentioning that. Mm. Uh, you uh, you talked about anxiety. Many people yes. uh, feel stressed, uh, and you also mentioned that sometimes anxiety is not a bad thing. Uh, it can motivate a person if it's handled in the right way. And the same thing is with uh, stress. Speaking as an ADD person, I know that stress is sometimes, actually for the most part, something that uh, ADD people kind of push to the background. Uh, and yet when you feel a little stressed, it's kind of good. Is anxiety the similar to stress? Is it the same thing? Uh, is, is it looked upon differently? What do you uh, say? Well, I think that it depends on the person. There are, there are people who, because they are anxious and they are tired of being anxious again, over and over again, this, this, yeah, this adds on the weightiness, it be, right? The stress is there because here I am again. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do with it. You know, it, it it's, it's affecting my relationships. Um, yeah, I, it's messing things up for me at work or when I go to Coilel. Um, it, it can be on, on par uh, with, with, with stress, absolutely. 
Um, other, I think that other people, when they, when they find themselves, uh, you know, f- feeling feeling anxious, that that doesn't that doesn't mean that their life is all stressed out. Mm-hmm. Right. I, you know, and and I and and I think it's also okay to have stress in the background, like you're describing. I, I think it's absolutely. Uh, acceptable. It gives you that little push. Uh, yeah. A, a couple of other questions, but before we finish up, you mentioned in the book, and yeah. I, I kind of like teasers because I want people to get the book and read through it. You mentioned that um, the praise, uh, depending on how it's given and when it's given, praise is not necessarily the best message to give at certain periods of time. Why is that? Well, because. We live in the Oilam Amaisa, right? The world of action. And all and anything that's going to inspire someone is by pointing out the actions, right? What they've actually physically accomplished. Okay. You know, to say that they're super smart or they're they're good looking or right, or you know, or or worse, I think I even mentioned in the book, you know, when we start comparing a person to another person, oh, you know, if it looks it looks like you're smarter than your brother or your sister. It 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 doesn't um, it doesn't help a person move any further. As a matter of fact, it can be a turnoff right. for for a lot of people, and especially children. Uh, they, they they it sort of stops them in their tracks. It's just the opposite of what we're trying to do. Right. Instead, we have to say, I see you know, even with a young child who draws a, a beautiful. A drawing with colors, it is, uh, and you come up. Oh, I, I look at the wonderful use of colors you have here. I see mm-hmm. how you've used, uh, you know, the red, and you made the squiggly lines here. There's a Rembrandt, the new Rembrandt. <laughs> right, it's a, you know. Right. So, so yes, you know, I, I have to admit, I'm not the type of person who would, who calls their children tzaddikim. Right. You know, every, right. every, you know, every so... step of the. Okay, so then if if praise itself may not be a, a motivator or it could set up unrealistic expectations, how would you suggest that somebody encourage a person in certain ways? Look at look at their um their skills and their and their talents and not and not just say, "Look, I see you're very skilled or you're a very talented person, so you're going to be okay." Mm-hmm. But actually look at the individual skills and say, look, I see how you're applying them. And I and 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 they're and they're so um, they're so good that you could transplant them, you know, um, to other other aspects of your life. Uh, like, you know, you really show them, like open those windows as educators. Right. That, that's really all we get is to be able to open doorways for people. And to say, oh, I see that you're, you you have these wonderful t- skills and talents and qualities. Um, let's see where else you could use them. You know, the the, the world, right? The uh, the world could really use you in in more places than where you're able to express yourself right now. Okay, so instead of uh, a- a- just uh, can't think of the word, but absolute praise or praise just for its own sake. You're saying take that that they do that you would praise them for and say take it to a different level or take it to a, a greater level that this is what you can do with what you're able to do. This is right. what you're more, right. more expansive. Yeah. Yeah. 
instead of focused on on that. Uh, and one other thing, you you talk about the power of preservation, and uh, I I guess most people have that power within them to for self preservation, but it's sometimes very difficult to to find because people uh, will think negatively and be anxious, like all the things you discussed. If someone is thinking about themselves to see where they are in the world and where they are right now, how do you push out, how do you suggest to people that they push out the negative thoughts on their mind, uh, uh, out of their mind? Because uh, even if they're doing something great and they're going along and then they sit and are thinking about themselves and maybe getting into a somewhat of a, not I'm not saying this clinically, but a depressed state and start thinking, well, the negatives. How do you push negative thoughts out of your head? Well, the first thing you need to do is be convinced that the, that that they shouldn't be there. Okay. Um, that's a lot hard. of people. That's hard to do. Yeah, I mean, if somebody has been again thinking negatively about themselves for a long time, they, it's something they're used to. Right. right? It's a it's an it's old a way of zone. Yeah. It's yeah. And uh, yeah, I I even call it the you know a lifesaver. You know when right. I. When I get on, when I feel uncomfortable, I grab that negative feeling and I hold on tight to it because right. you know, it, it, it's, I feel secure there. It's reliable. It, it works every time. Right. Um, of course, for, for some reason, I feel so bad afterward. Why is that? Mm -hmm. So I think someone who has to decide for themselves, well, is it worth, is it worth it? Is it worth feeling so terrible every time? And the fact that I don't really feel satiated in the end, it, it didn't really um, you know, help me move forward. I was able to you know, survive in the moment. Right. I, I got I got through it. I managed. Right. And in most people, you know, not just most people, that's how they get through life. They don't. Most people don't don't go to a, a psychologist right. or a coach or whatever. They just they just keep pushing through life and and they just manage and uh, all they all a person needs to do is can be convinced and convince themselves that it's it's enough already right. you know this this isn't the the way i want to continue living and to look you know, at I, all the positives that they have and focus on those and perhaps be able to push themselves upward from those Okay, well that that would be one great way to get get the get unstuck. Right? Right. Uh, a great way is by looking at uh, uh, you know, the goodness that we have in ourselves. Look at the goodness in others. Do good for others. Um, do good for ourselves. Um, this level of kindness really um, it really gets most people moving. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank, uh, before I forget, I want to thank Stuart Schnee, who uh, informed me about your book. He's a uh, public relations expert, and I always thank him for uh, getting us expert people in different fields and uh, and, and and people like, your, like yourself who uh, is re really able to communicate with the the population out there and, and present some really important concepts, and in this case, a book. On this, in the beginning of the book, you write that um, this book has a purpose, and it's for people who are interested in regaining control of their lives. Uh, it does contain, as you say, clever ways to 
to set aside those concerns that hold people back. And I think it's very important that people take the time to get this book and read through it because there are many different things that will will touch upon uh, everybody differently, but uh, definitely touch upon those things that will get people unstuck, uh, as you said. Uh, Rabbi Frankel, last words. Um, I, I just I really appreciate you uh, inviting me to, to speak with you. Thank you. Sure. And uh, I, yeah, I want to do everything I possibly can to, to get people out of their, their own personal muddy middle. You know, it's like a personal exile. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, yeah, be in, be in touch. Um, I'm, I'm here to, to field your, your calls and to hear your story. Uh, I know that I've spoken a lot today um, but my nature really is to listen and that's listen to understand um, so I, pre- I appreciate uh, it's been an honor and a pleasure speaking with you thank, thank you so much for those words for those kind words uh, the same here uh, again you had said your gmail is shimshon mayors that's s-h-i-m-s-h-o-n-m-e-i-r at gmail dot com uh they can check out Correct. your website also and uh and go to amazon or any other location that has the the book is distributed by feldheim it's mosaic press and it's called the wisdom of getting unstuck how to emerge and avoid the muddy middle rabbi frankel thank you again so much for spending some time with us here on jm sunday oh, my pleasure all the best to you thank you take care okay he, it is 8.45 in the morning here on JM Sunday. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're going to go to uh, to some music to end, up the, um, to end up the show. My thanks again to Rabbi Frankel for joining us this morning. Uh, it is uh, 4th of July here in the United States, and uh, it is uh, the 24th of Tammuz. Yep, uh, I mentioned before, again, uh, that in Dafyomi, it's uh, Pedalit in Yuma. The new Masechta of Sukkah begins this Friday. So it's um, it's very exciting. And, uh, you know, if you're not part of it, jump into it. Here is where we're going next. Shari Shemayim by Ari Goldwag. Right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
שדותינו רוח שרה. ערבה אילמת תרכין עז ראש על אשר יושחר לא שר אל ארץ אל פש שדותיה, אל הכרמל והמדבר, אל עם אשר לא יחשב, שאת בניו לא יפקיר לשר, אל ארץ You'll recognize the song Eretzvi by Yerham Gaon as the uh, theme song of the movie Operation Thunderbolt, commemorating the uh, daring rescue of hostages at Antebi Airport back in 1976. On the 4th of July, as America celebrated its 200th birthday. The uh, Hebrew date of that was a number of weeks ago, but today we are... Playing this in commemoration, still considered the greatest rescue operation in military history. Operation Thunderbolt did cost the lives of a number of people, including the brother of the former Prime Minister, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, his brother, Yonatan Netanyahu. So we, um, we commemorate that today. And uh, thank you all for joining us here on the show this morning. Great programming continues all day long on the network. Nachum is on vacation, so tomorrow Mark Zamek will be in. On Tuesday will be Avrami, and I will be in on Wednesday. And uh, we'll have a couple of other hosts on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, maybe we'll be back. <laughs> so uh, great programming continues. JM in the AM tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., bright and early with the one and only Mark Zamek. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. You've been listening to Matis Weingast and J.M. Sunday on NahumSiegel.com at the NahumSiegel Network.